Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the family with... L.A. Nick. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Wendy, Wendy, Wendy's with us, too. We'll be right back, kick off hour two with the family. Wendy. Hey, Tommy, still got the cone of silence? Why are we whispering? Because at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan, we're having a secret sale. I have a question. If it's a secret, how do people find out about it? Yeah, see your point. Missed it by that much. Okay, here's the deal. At Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we have our sign and drive, not one dime out of your pocket lease special on a new Rogue all-wheel drive or an Altima all-wheel drive. So it's a Walzer sign and drive, absolutely nothing out of pocket? Leave your checkbook, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, everything at home. Zip. So what's the payment? That's the secret part. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or BurnsvilleNissan.com, type in KQRS in the search bar, and all shall be revealed. Seems like a lot of jacking around. Well, KQ listeners have been really good to us, so we thought this was a nice way to say thanks. Besides, winter's coming, and all-wheel drive will be really nice. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or Burnsville Nissan and type in KQ. I guess that's not so bad. Wow, high praise. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Wendy, I want to know if this is you they're talking about here. In the headline on National News, Delaware women accused of stealing MAGA hat indicted on robbery and hate crime charges. The two women could spend a total of 15 years in prison. Hate crime for stealing a hat? For stealing a hat, yeah. Seems a little excessive. I think they were maybe doing a little... Do we have Wendy up? We should. Hey, Wendy. Yep. Oh, you are up. Okay, there you go. I just wanted to make sure you were still there. Nice talking to you. No question about it. So, yeah, I, sorry to hear you You might get 15 years in prison for stealing a hat. But other than that, you're good. Yeah. You know, if I left my house, that might be possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
That's exactly right. So in any case, what what else is up with you, Wendy? Um, not much. I'm really glad that you guys had a great time on your vacation. Oh, it was wonderful. And, oh, yeah, I was listening this morning to the show, and uh, yeah, it's, vacations are all about like meeting new friends and having a good time, and it looks like you did both. Oh, everybody we ran into. Catherine, when you say that everybody we ran into was great. Absolutely. People that are in the service industry, they need to move out to Montana because they really need what, help. What's great about it, you guys had that experience in Montana. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same experience in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's great. Everyone I met was just like super cool. Like, hey, you know, you don't, you're not, you don't know this town? Let me show you this. Let me show mm-hmm. everyone. And it was awesome. But it's cool that it's there's hope that you guys had it there and I had it I there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum cities, towns, you know, there they are. Milwaukee's a very democratic well, you know, city. Nick, you can find those people in Twin Cities too. It's just, mm, uh, you know. I don't know. I've been living <laughs> I lived in downtown Minneapolis for eleven straight years. Everybody I said and me I did an experiment. I told it on the show before. Me and Nancy did an experiment. I said I did it first and I said hi to every single person. And most people would either put their hand up along their face to hide their face or they would put their phone up to their face and never say hi back. So I thought, oh, well maybe God. it's me, I'm kinda of weird looking. Maybe, you know, I'll have you Nancy know, try it. And Nancy tried totally it. different because I've lived here like twenty five years, um, more than that. And uh, you know, it's if you I mean it's obviously harder with the mask on now, but you know, smile at people and now you head and say hi and they're actually pretty friendly over yeah, here. I think downtown's its own entity. Yeah. It's that that's the way it is in the downtown, like pro- downtown proper. I lived right up downtown, like right across from Thriving. So I think it's a little bit different down there. Well, and, you know, in St. Paul, you were talking about how Minneapolis is a basically a political machine. You know, I, I don't, I, although I do not agree with everything he does, I will say that our mayor, I'll give him props for growing up in the city. I mean, he's, when he suggests doing something, he has, like, specific areas in mind, and he knows the background of them. And it may not be something that everybody agrees with, but we know where his heart is coming it, It's from, funny, Wendy, because you know? me and Nancy were just talking about this. We think St. Paul will come out of this ahead of of Minneapolis and be the big, better city. I think St. Paul is going to weather the storm better than Minneapolis is going to weather yeah. the storm. And I think, in fact, it might even make St. Paul a stronger city. St. Paul has deeper roots, and they they seem to care more about their city than Minneapolis does because the, the, they just well, do. Well, and they, you know, they already have them because, you know, you can, uh, I've talked to a couple cops in the city and I, you know, you're always going to find people who quote unquote had trouble with the cops. And of course. To be quite honest, if you, if you found people that have had so much trouble with the cops, you know, come on. If you had that many issues with the cops, it cannot be. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. You know, and and, and St. Paul didn't try to gentrify their whole city and knock all the historic buildings down and all that. So I think St. Paul weather storm better. I actually think St. Paul's a better city. Well, and you know, my I was in an area over on the east side where East Seventh Street is kind of interesting, and I I do like it because I heard someone use the word gentrify, and I'm like, "Mm, not really. No, not really. What they've done is more of a community approach on East 7th because instead of, you know, the quote-unquote traditional gentrification, you're seeing a lot of, like, um, 
Hispanic business, you know, like Mexican pe- people starting businesses, and there's an Ethiopian restaurant, and it's just like a very multicultural, like things, businesses are being built and things are going up. And I, I really like that. You know, you can you can find great things at a lot of these places. You just have to go inside. Yep, I agree. There's a Mexican bakery, by the way. There's a Mexican bakery on East 7th. I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, but oh my God, they're good. Oh. See, there you we go. Decided to start. We decided My mother comes up and she likes to adventure eat, you know, go to different restaurants she's never been to before. I just want you to come into the bakery, too. And she was like, oh, I need you to get me bees, like, for a long time. Like, yeah, okay, no problem. See, well, there you go. That's all you need. So, I, But I do agree with all of you guys that there are good people everywhere, and it doesn't seem like it. There are good people in Minneapolis-St. Paul, not uh, the, the loud, runny-mouth ones. They're, I think they're just overrun right now by people not are, so nice. Yes. Yep, you're that's absolutely right. Problem. And I don't understand how the party that's supposed to be so liberal and caring and embracing – what are they? My God, they're mean. They are mean. Why are they so? You're supposed they, to be nice when you embrace people, mean, not mean. Man. You're mean as hell. They will attack you like you never seen. Destroy any, your life like sharks. They will destroy your life because you don't agree with them. That is not being tolerant we, or liberal. You know, we need to work, we need to actually work it into a four party system instead of a two. Love it. Yes. We need to, yes. Get rid of the two party system. Far left. Yeah, the far left and the far right give them their own little political party. Yep. And then have normal Democrats on one side, normal Republicans on the other side. (laughs) Love it. You'll kind of find they're, you know, pretty close to the middle with both. Yeah. But I just, it it amazes me. I'm like, I've seen, I I don't really go as much on Facebook anymore, except I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of Pinterest like stuff that, uh, Oh, I had to keep Alex up on that because I was telling her about it. But, like, I've been making different, uh, like, I'm growing peppers outside, like cayenne peppers. Just mm-hmm. an experiment. I make my own cayenne pepper. Just fun stuff like that. And I was the post how I, how I do that. And just something that's other than, I hate you, we hate you, it's, you know, it's like, how do you people that are posting political stuff every day? I just, I, I, I just hide kind of, people who do it every day. I, I stop follow. I don't unfriend them. I just stop following them. You can hit unfollow yeah, so you don't see their post. Right. And, and, you know, they might be normal when it's not, you know, this time of year. So they have uh, Facebook came up. I mean, with all the crappy stuff they have. At least they came up with that 30 day mute button because I've been using the heck out of that. Yeah. It's like, I like you, I really do, but you're just going to have to shut up until after the election. Right. It's actually showing a lot of people's true colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I like, uh, I I don't know, I like sharing the whole, like, uh, foods and gardening and just fun stuff that other people have come back to me and said, you know, thank you for sharing something that's, like, not psychotic. I'm like, hey, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I posted a, a video of a baby goat, eight, an eight-day-old baby goat, and I think it just went it just went crazy. It has like 78 shares. There you have it. Oh, yeah. I posted a picture of my dog this morning because she was apparently my office assistant, and everybody's like, oh, you know, smiles. And it's like, yeah, that's what she does. I mean, she's looking for a treat. Let's not get me wrong, but... 
you know, she was just cute. We need more cute and non-psychotic things out there. Works for me. All right, sister. We'll get back to work. Oh, absolutely. Crack that whip. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. See you, Wendy. You have a good week. You too. Wendy calling in, ladies and gentlemen. See, that's all we need. Get a few attitudes here, a few opinions there. I just, I, I, it's, every day I just get look at everything and just go, "What's going on, man?" I, know. I don't, I don't even, I don't even. I know it's horrible. I mean, usually can figure things out. I can't figure this one out. Doesn't even make any sense. Now, which part of it can't you figure out? Well, all of it. Why? Just, you know how many lives are being destroyed right now? You know how many people? People don't realize how many people are being affected right now. You got all these office buildings empty, but it ain't just the office workers. You got the people who clean those offices. They're not. They're out of a job. You got all the people supplying the food. They're at every, every Skyway business in downtown Memphis is closed. It's done. And, uh, you got so many people getting destroyed right now. I, I don't. I don't understand the point of it. All for is it? Is it all for an election? Because you got thousands of people on the street protesting, and they're allowed to do that. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I'm at a loss, I, and I don't know who to believe anymore. Uh, every news source lies. They just flat out lie to you. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand What's it either. What's going on? Hollywood, and, 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 the politicians, and the news have destroyed this country. And I'm sorry, but... And I'm not, this isn't political at all, but I'm sorry, but Joe Biden is a senile old man. He just is. What? This is new information. I I know people that have, that have, that I've been around a lot of people. I've been around Mitzi Shore the whole time she had Alzheimer's and and went and ended up going in a coma. She, they have that anger. If you, if you go against them about something, they get in that instant anger. Mm -hmm. They're all signs of Alzheimer's. It just is. There's, there's no way he could, he could run a country. It's just possible. How's he on the top of the ticket? We got to take a break. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. What do you mean it's not that far? It's forever. Woodbury? It's far enough. I used to sell houses up in there, and it's not, not that far. I was always surprised. I was like, I'm here already? What? I I'm like, like it's two Woodbury. hours. I'm going to have to stop for gas. I'd be up there in a half an hour. Yeah, it's about a half hour. At, at the most. It is true. I, I got to go over there. Nevers Men's Health. I got a one thirty. Definitely notice there's a lot more traffic, a lot more people in the parking lots. Oh, this yeah. ever since full school now. started yes. up, things yes. are definitely yeah, that's, kind that's good. of yeah. At least the economy will go back up. Except for I hate this traffic thing. Yeah. I'm like, what? I was surprised. I have I to merge. Up. I pull no, in. when I go at five four thirty in the morning. Four thirty. No, no thanks. 
I was surprised when I pulled in here. The parking lot was full. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was empty. It was me and Tom would be the only cars here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. definitely things that seem to be, I don't know, like even in my dad's uh, assisted living situation, they're going to level two, which means that they get to go to the dining hall now. Wow. Ooh. Dining hall. I know. Ooh. I know. I just, what we're doing to these seniors, man. Oh, I know. It's bad. He it is, is not happy about it, that's for sure. He can't He can't leave. No. Unless it's, it's a doctor's appointment. He prisoner. can't, like, go to somebody's yeah, house. Basically, yeah. Can't go to somebody's He's, house. Yeah, being held hostage. Can he go outside? He can go outside. But he can't leave the grounds. Can you guys go there? Yes. Outside? Uh, outside. We can't go in. I can go in because I'm an essential right. well, yeah. caretaker. Visitor. He literally needs you. So. But you can go. He can come outside. Everyone can be outside. Yeah, yeah but it's cold now. So it's well, in, in a few short in, in a few short weeks. Yeah, it's going to be. It's terrible. going to be too yeah. cold for him to be outside. He thinks you know, 80 degrees is cold. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. He was living out in Arizona, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he moved from 106. He better acclimate pretty quick, or else, yeah. He's, Does he got a coat? Uh, I I went to three different stores yesterday, <laughs> three different story. stores yesterday looking for a winter jacket. You probably Not have to order one. One place has a winter coat. Well, the nice thing is they do have this setup. I know, but I just wanted to bring one over. You know, that go to the store, bring them a coat. No coat. They have this setup where you sit outside so the conference be. room and then you call the conference room and put it on speaker. So that you can have the windows closed and they're in the heated conference room. But you're sitting you're outside talking. freezing oh, to death. Ridiculous. Well, let's Won't be doing that. Doesn't Tom have any old coats? Not He's smalls. A, my dad's now a small. Okay. I don't even. Yeah, I never. I've never even had any smalls. You're a bruiser compared to my father-in-law. Well, yeah. I mean. Well, it's only a three-day cool down here, and it's supposed to get back into the 70s. He's yeah, fine. Not forever, though. I know. I mean, there will be coats. I, I have a new coat. There, there will, will be, be coats. Be. Sure everyone gave me coats. There will be coats. Think if I have a new he coat needs like a. Somewhere. He needs like one of those, you know, NFL kind of gigantic. <laughs> yes, he does. You know, a heavy. Down, yeah, down, yeah. Nice warm jacket. Yeah, he, he needs does, a yeah. hamster he ball cold. he can roll around in that has a space yeah, heater he, in he it. He hasn't been in winter in a long time. No, well, he's gonna hate it. He's gonna. He is going to hate it. Yes. That's why we have to try to keep uh, keep DJB. It's warm. funny. I used to complain about winter till now. I bought your guys' place and I'm taking care of ten horses. And a little different. Yeah. Twenty five below zero. Yep. <laughs> God. A little now, different, now, isn't it? Now I psych myself all into it. Like I love plowing the driveway. And, yeah. yeah like wow. Everyone, in the, everyone in the whole town's like, "How do you get your driveway to be blacktop by noon?" <laughs> Because I put a piece of sheet metal on the end of the bucket of skid loader. A piece of what? Sheet metal. Thin, oh, sheet. Thin sheet metal. Oh. So I skim that right down uh, the asphalt, man. And that oh. sun hits it for an hour. It's all black. Huh. And I, I make that like a mission of mine. Before anyone wakes up, I'm going to be <laughs> the only property that has all blacktop driveway. There you People go. ask me, where, where did Tom heat that driveway? Yeah. <laughs> Six thousand dollars a a day they of did. electricity. Multiple people have asked me that. Nick's out there with a blowtorch. Would Tom have that driveway heated? I actually. Yeah, it's, only, it's only seven hundred yards. Yeah, seven hundred <laughs> yards of heated driveway. I actually did try to use it's yards both uh, a flamethrower on ice once. A flamethrower. It doesn't work. Doesn't Where did work. you get a flamethrower? You can get propane. Yeah. Like it burners. Work. No, oh. it doesn't. Doesn't work. It Our ice is it. too cold. It yeah. just, yeah, it melts and then refreezes. Yeah, it doesn't oh. work. Yeah. But a piece of sheet metal on the end of your plow bucket. Doesn't that tear the crap out of the driveway? You would not at all. Scrapes it nice and clean, man. Wow. Well. Huh. 
So why why isn't that a commonly used because, thing? Because because you 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 ding up the piece of sheet metal real easy. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, like if you don't know the driveway, I know that driveway. Like I know where the grass starts. I don't have markers like everyone puts markers mm-hmm. that makes your driveway look all crappy. Wussies she, she yeah. with their markers. If you, if you hit something, you would destroy it in one yep. second. Oh. So I know the driveway so well. So I can do it. If anybody else did it, they would destroy oh, it. Okay. So. <clears throat> Anybody else would destroy it. The piece of sheet metal, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the it's, farm. It's hit, sheet metal, man. They would hit. They would hit stuff. You know, I wouldn't hire somebody to plow that driveway. It no. has a lot of curves and stuff. Until you would tear the grass up, yeah. or you would hit stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I wouldn't let anyone else do it. That is true. I take pride in that place. So yeah. Well, why it's wouldn't a beautiful it's beautiful. place? Because he just weed whacked the whole entire fence line. I used to both do that. sides yesterday. Yeah, Catherine used to do that. She came back with solid green legs. <laughs> hairy, hairy green legs. <laughs> that will absolutely happen, too. I don't know. You know, it's so funny. We're talking, and, uh, you know, Wendy's on talking about positive things. You are, Catherine is, Andy is. We're all talking about I I'm looking through the news right now. Good luck to try to find anything positive in the... Listen to this headline. Do I have to? <laughs> no, it's not that big a deal. It's, right. it's a joke. Uh, Bob Woodward has a new book coming out, right? Trump says he knew coronavirus was deadly while publicly downplaying it. That's what they all do, isn't it? So dumb. They all downplay it because they don't want to terrify the stupid people. Big money and trying to get, you know... Anti-Trump stuff right yep. now, right? Oh, yeah. Before, so yeah. many time books. To vote. Yeah. I, I try to be bipartisan and listen to both sides, but when all I hear is all the left saying, "I hate Trump, Trump, yep. I hate Trump too," you should hate Trump too. I hate I Trump. Know. Trump's terrible. Trump's terrible. I just that's not enough for me. No. I need no. something else, man. They don't give have, me something. There is no ideology or goal or anything. Over on the left, right and now. I, I it's actually, just, I hate Trump. I, I hate, hate white people. Right? I went That's to Joe Biden's page and tried to read policy. There is, there's nothing there. No, it's just no. a hate. There's nothing there. Hate for the status quo. There's like quo. a week of policy. One week. Well, it's just like the whole <laughs> Marxist uh, idea. It's like, first of all, it's never been implemented past a certain point. It was founded by a white man who we're all supposed to hate, <laughs> who was racist, by the way. It's like, why are you so in love with Marx? I don't get I know. Why are you so in love like with him? Black people. Like I said, they don't have ideologies. They well, for them, for the Marxists, it's just I want free stuff. Well, talk about races. Watch that. Watch that. That video of Biden talking about getting blacks off the streets. They don't want. He don't want them hitting his kids. Or his oh wife. yeah. That's the most racist speech I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I just I look at the comment sections. Oh, Jesus. I can't read that. Never stuff. do that. Oh my God, this is this is hilarious. <laughs> I the, just a couple of quick comments here uh, about you know Trump knew that the virus was deadly. Of course he did. Of course, and he downplayed. He's president. It. Of course he did because that's what presidents do: is downplay yeah. things. Don't start panic. Don't start <laughs> panic. I mean, this is an idiotic deal. And see, we already knew he knew. Of course we did. Uh, then, wait, Trump is still president? I thought Mary Trump's book was going to take him down. I mean, John Bolton's book. I mean, Omarosa's book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wasn't he impeached because Obama and Biden uh, spied on his campaign and tried to frame him as colluding with Russia? P.S. COVID is downplaying itself as the mortality rate plummets by the day. 
the U.S. is actually faring quite well, other than in uh, Cuomo's New York, where thousands of elderly were unnecessarily exposed rather than using the Javits Center and the hospital ship that he requested. Yeah, why did we send the hospital ship and then they never used it? They never used the Javits Center either. No, never. Like 12 people. It's like, what the hell? It cost millions and 12 people used it. and, And how many people died? It, it, the, everything they wanted, they want. They said we need ventilators. Well, they made thousands of ventilators. Not you know what we did with them? We mm. shipped them to other countries. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We shipped them to other countries. Now, we waste so much money, man. Following that, about oh wait, uh, Mary Trump. Oh wait, Almarosa. Oh wait, John Bolton. Oh wait, you there's know, another one coming Woodward. out this week too. Uh, Stone Age then replies, "Murderer." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> People, you are out of your mind. I would guess, okay, let's go around the table. Uh, how much longer do you think the Star Tribune will even exist? Forever. Forever? It's going to be propped up by Catherine? the government. Oh, well, it'll be around for sure. Yeah, I say at least a in decade. Some, in some yeah. way, it'll be around. I will give it five more years tops. I'm thinking three mm-hmm. more years, but maybe five. I'm this thing is a piece of shit. Oh, it's garbage paper. Order. Garbage. But there's a lot of garbage papers. That's well, true. I know, but who's going to read this thing? Well, a lot of people are dedicated to that. My brother Daryl. Does the he read the Star Tribune? I'm sure he does. CNN. Most Minneapolis old people. A lot of old people read the Star Tribune. Oh, I don't think the old people do anymore. That's no? why I think it'll fall apart. Because young people don't read newspapers. Oh, no, Nancy, Nancy freaks out when she can't get a paper. She likes to re- drink her coffee and yeah. read a paper in the well, morning. Not, oh, you should just call Nancy old. <laughs> yeah. You I, did. I tell her that every day. I heard that just now. You know, old people like Nancy. No, I told her that. I, told, I didn't say that, but I do tell What's her that? she's old every day. Just, because she, she thinks she's a young kid. And she's not. <laughs> That's real nice. Well, she, you know... That is one thing that is a dangerous mindset that a lot of people have is in their minds, they are still teenagers until reality hits them. And then that's when you get and a midlife there, crisis. And there's the problem. So Nancy thinks she's a young young kid yep. and she gets middle age aches and pains and yep. she thinks something's really wrong with her. Oh, yeah. So she goes, doctor, I think I got cancer. <laughs> I'm dying, and I tell her nothing's wrong. It's just this your age. Yeah. That's what happens when you hit your age. She's like, no, that's not that's not true. That's I'm not, not old. And I proved her right a hundred times. She goes to the doctor. They laugh at her like, there's nothing wrong with you. But and they actually laughed at her once. I, it does <laughs> happen. All of a sudden, things start hurting. And she You're like, where did this come she from? Does I'm not getting to. i She's that listening right now too. So I'm going to be in trouble for all. You this. are going to be in trouble. I know. What were you saying, Andy? I've been at that point for a decade. Me too. I've been going to the chiropractor since I was 15 years old. Me too. I've been in pain since I was a kid. So you guys are messes. I have been. I am I've really been in pain since I was a kid. <laughs> Me too. As long as I can remember, I've been in pain. You have? Yeah, I have back, all my joints. Yep. I feel like a 100-year-old man every day. What are you going to do? Pretty much. Since I was 14, 13 or 14. Sounds like you two have the same Oh, we do. We both chromosomes. have ADD. We both, we both have the same <laughs> mental all over the map. Quasi-Marfan <laughs> syndrome. Yeah. We both, we're, we're pretty close. Acuity. That's why me and Andy connect, get along. Because we yep. have both there you go. the same. We, you're, apparently you're boring. That's sorry. I, I, this up? weather is like, making me just want to go to bed. Me too. And, huh? I've been yeah. feeling tired. Take for... a hot bath, have tea, and go to bed. That's what I want to do. She's like, mm-hmm. I know. I'm so That's tired. What are you, nice, what are you 90? I am. 90-year-old I've been that way. As soon as it's the, the weather, big weather changes have always made me, me Well, feel. I go. I usually fall into a depression a lot of for like do. a month 
in like uh, late October or November. When it starts getting dark. Yeah. yeah, I start getting really. And this oh, year's going to be worse because. 13 days. This baby. year's going to be worse yep. for me because I'm always gone right now. Mm. Ever since you guys know uh, me, I yeah, go away yeah. for the month. Yeah. I'm in Europe for the whole Why month. Why are you here? I can't. You're going to let me in. Yeah. Oh, that's now, right. I could have flown into Croatia. And had a fisherman drop me off like a quarter mile. And the Adriatic Sea is very low. So I could have walked in with my suitcase above my head. Yeah, they'd have loved that. <laughs> Pretty yeah, good. Really. You They're not going to let you stay if you do that. Oh, yeah. In a town like Pedro, nobody would, no. nobody would even know. They would probably even know. And then there's an old man in a hut. If you say the mule I, walks west, I, then he'll tell you. See, I wanted exactly. to do it. He'll give you a sandwich. Nancy, Nancy exactly. wouldn't have it. She said, oh, you're going to end up in jail or in some Croatian prison. I'm like, no, I'm not. Just I can fly to Croatia, give a fisherman 100 euros. They'll drop me off. And I just walk in. The, the, that really AJC nice. is very shallow. Until it's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. So right. they drop me off right at the shelf. I can put my suitcase above my head and walk in. Just walk right up on the beach of Pedro and right in the town. We shall take a break here. We'll be back in a few minutes. A special guest, Joe Frost, mm-hmm. will join us right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. What the hell is that? It's reggae, it's reggae apparently. Man. Do, 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 it's reggae, man. <sighs> Whose fault is that? I don't know. Reggae? reggae? Is it a good Eric Clapton? No, I think... The, no, I think well no. older than that. I think... Uh, no, no, I mean, he's exposed it, though. Well, Bob Marley mm-hmm. probably the biggest. Yeah, probably Bob Marley. For sure. Yeah, but wasn't it Eric Clapton that found Bob Marley? I don't know. That's a good question. I thought it was. I always assumed it was. Maybe I was wrong all this time. I don't know. Bob Marley's a pretty big artist. Yeah, yeah he, was. he sure was. He didn't live very long. Officer Dave said he has the same problem. He still thinks he's 22, but every so often his body reminds him he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's not 22 anymore. I'll tell you, it, I can see I, that. I, was, I, I, didn't th- I thought I was in good shape until I got the your guy's place and start working that property. And, <sighs> That's why I left that and place. Now, but, now, but now I'm in <laughs> yeah, really good shape. Great. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm a good you don't shape, need a gym man. when you've got a farm. And now, like the other day, Daryl, Dr. Daryl across the street calls me, and I actually was going over there for him. To, I needed a horse tranquilized because I couldn't get him, load him up. He wouldn't load. 
and I needed to get him in Too the trailer. Too busy freaking out? Oh, he was, was just, he's a terrible horse to load. And, yep. And uh, so Doc and Daryl came over and gave him a shot, and I went back with him, and he had a Right when we pulled in, one of those big giant elm trees fell. Oh, oh wow. yard because it was real windy the night before. Wow! So and it was a big one, like one of the big giant ones. And he's like, "Oh man, I go, don't worry, I'll come over and chop it up for you." So I came over with two chainsaws, and I had it all gone, and before he got back, hmm. the whole tree gone. And because nice. uh, I, I wanted the firewood. He changes tires. He I wanted the firewood. Does it all. Trees. Well, does I wanted the firewood. That's a lot of firewood. Oh. And elms, you know, it was, it was hard elm. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted it. So that's going to be so, burning for the next decade. Well, I'll just have to stack, stack it for a year. It won't yeah. be good until next winter. Um, so I went over and cut the whole tree up, and I used his bobcat. He has one of those big pinchers that like, claws, and I picked up all the branches, took them down the woods for wow. him. So I cleaned the whole thing up for him. So and he, elms are all going to croak anyway, right? Dutch elm disease? I thought uh, we this, didn't was a hard, this was a hard elm. They don't get Dutch elm disease? Uh-uh. I thought that we didn't have any elm trees left because of Dutch elm disease. Probably not that many. Huh. Probably not that many left. I mean, certainly nowhere near Maybe as many it wasn't we used to have. Maybe it was. What was it? Okay. Who knows? Maybe it was But anyway, I got it done for him. <laughs> and then the next day, I could feel my all my, my chest and my arms hurt from chainsaw. Yeah, all it's day. amazing. No matter what shape you're in, when you try to do something different, yeah. it's like your muscles can't. It doesn't translate. And I chainsaw yeah, a lot because that property has. Well, we have a down tree on the fence every other month. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of trees. <laughs> yeah, so I'm chainsawing a lot. And think of all, uh, we lost like 30, a good 30 trees in that one storm when, that took down all the fencing. Fence, yeah. yeah. Well, I, last year, last winter, I cut down over 100 trees around the pond. A hundred? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, you should have seen the pond. You, you didn't even pond. see the you pond. You couldn't even see the pond, Tom. What? A bird couldn't even land the pond ever. You'd have to be a helicopter. Really? To get it, because the island and all the way around it grew all big trees. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm talking huge, like... You know, thirty feet tall trees. Yeah. Well, when we were there, we used Just to. Road. I used to have road Dan, trees. Uh, weed whack around it, and we used to mow it down. But then. Yeah, I mow it all oh, the way yeah. down now. When yeah. the property is fairly derelict. <laughs> I hate. You know, what like, I hate that the the picture on Google Maps is still when it's derelict and the fence is broken. And I'm like, damn it! Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Can't you update it's, it's, it? I don't know how. I still they can't do. believe they those people. You know what's amazing about that? Once again, we were really nice to people. Gave them very low rent on that house. And look how we ended it's up. A, it, it's, it, no one ever did any. I mean, those, I don't know how long you didn't live there, but the, the driveway in front of the driveway in front of the barn had grass growing all the way up to the door. Unbelievable. And we didn't know any of those flower beds existed. Nope. We dug them all out. Those were all buried. We didn't know the sidewalk, that pe- that printed sidewalk to the right of the house. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that existed. We didn't know the steps existed up the drive, up the garage. The dirt was even with them. It was even okay. with the steps. We have Joe Frost on the phone. Joe, how are you? I'm doing very well this morning. Yeah, I'm very busy and very well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Magnificent. My lovely wife is here. My son's here. And a family friend is here. And now you're here, so what could be better? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Thank you. That's how life is supposed to work. Ladies and gentlemen, the return of Super Nanny, all new episodes starting September, just last week, as a matter of fact, on Lifetime. God, we're just adding up this whole month of September. I cannot, by the way, Joe, believe that it's already September 9th. Yeah. I thought it was like September 2nd or 3rd. I think, oh, a couple of days ago. No, it was over a week ago now already. And, of course, fall comes in 12 days. Oh, God. Yep. So, so, that, that, like, you know, it, one moment every day has felt every day until September, you know, and, and then you're like, God, we're, 
know, <laughs> we're nine months into the year, like, hold on a minute, already, you know? It's absolutely yeah. true. It's it's amazing, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen. Drawing on 30 years of professional experience, Joe is back to help stressed-out parents. What's stressed-out parents, Catherine? I never heard of it. I have to tell you, Joe. I I you came on at, right after I think I had our kids. I can't remember your. When, when, when did you first start Super Nanny? The show um, back in 2004. 2004, 2004 in this country. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So my kids were like, you Teenage. know. I was 18 uh, at Yeah, the they time. were teenagers. Alex was 16. And I remember watching it and going, why wasn't she on when I had kids? <laughs> <laughs> I could have used you. I wasn't a great kid. Well, you were just, well, we had we had a lot of stuff going on. Maybe, we had a maybe hyper, they weren't good parents. Yeah, well, that was probably uh, a part of it. Pipe down over there. Tom, uh, Andy, Andy had ADHD. Uh, and so you say. Yeah, he totally I did. I did. He totally I did. I was one of the rare actual <laughs> cases of ADHD, believe me. And really every, nice. I would read book after book after book after book and try to apply everything to him, and nothing worked. He would figure it out in five minutes what I was doing. <laughs> I was like... Dang it. So. Well, I tell you, that's, you know, it's tough, for, um, it's tough for families because immediately what they want to do um, is to be able to control the medical condition. I mean, look, mm-hmm. first and foremost, having spent, as I, you know, as I've mentioned many times before, you know, I've spent 16 years in this country traveling around 48 states of America now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, nearly there. Um, but I do think it's important that we... You know, if we're seeing signs and, and symptoms of medical conditions, you know, we do have to reevaluate and we have to make sure that we do that um, at an age that is right. You know, I, it's not always been something I've agreed with when I've heard that doctors have put children on medication at the age of three or four years old mm-hmm. for attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder. And um, because a lot of um, those parenting skills and challenges you will see in a toddler. You know, and um, as you as you know, with the first family that we watched of this season, the mother was convinced that the child had ADHD, and I just really wasn't convinced. You know, this child's very focused. Um, you know, she's able to concentrate, was very, very vocal. Her cognitive skills were just unbelievable. Um, and it was a matter of, you know, teaching these parents um, skills. You know, so the, the controversial conversation of undiagnosed or overdiagnosed, you know, needs to be explored more. Um, with respect to um, a culture and a country that's quite happy just to dish out pills, you know? Yeah. Is, is that it, it? Okay, so I, I didn't want to put Andy on any sort of medication, but his teachers were insisting. They were insisting. They're like, he can't even come back to school unless you do something about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I, I caved in and I got him Ritalin or whatever, and he turned into like a zombie, had lost all this weight. I took him off of it and I said, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to figure something out. This is not what I'm going to do to my son. It's awful. It, do we? Well, I think, I think what, you're, but what you're also talking about is, and this is why things do have to change in this country. I mean, we can't. We can't have a conversation about family and what needs to be put in, you know, the foundations of what needs to be put in place for the families of this nation um, without addressing leadership in how and, and what is done to support those families. Like, teachers are, are the first point 
right, of recognizing child behavior, mm-hmm. focus, attention. You know, when you send your child off to school, you hope that you're sending them confident um, with some early learning education um, in being able to thrive in, in the kindergarten, first grade, and being in an environment where they'll meet peers. Um, and be focused, right, with those executive functioning skills of sitting down and focusing and following through. And, you know, teachers are the first point of that. So if a child turns up in their school, in their classroom, and is showing consistently signs that they are aware of medically, then the lazy go-to is just to say, excuse me, the lazy go-to is to say your, your child's got that. Now, a teacher cannot medically diagnose right. a child. I'm not a medical profession. I cannot diagnose a, a child. I'm not a doctor. But I can see signs and symptoms that would make me think that the child would need to be checked. But before I would ever do that, I would want to question a child's parenting skills and are they being educated and taught how to teach a child to be able to sit at a dining table and to eat without having to get up every 30 seconds. Now, that is one of the boxes that get checked. If a child can actually sit down at the dining table without having to get up every minute. And I think it's very important. I've spoke to families and had, you know, joefrost.com, I do private consultation. This is what I do when I'm not making shows. I'm still helping families privately you know, with my own company helping families. And I've spoke to many families who have said, all the teachers have said this, and I'm like, I'm not, I am not convinced. With what you're telling me and the experience I have had, I am not convinced. While they're saying, and the story unfolds just like yours, well, they're saying this is the case. They put the child on medication, and six months, it's normally around six to eight months, I get the phone call from the parents, you know, the email that comes through and says, oh, actually, it wasn't the case. Um, it turns out that it wasn't. The child, you know, the child didn't have ADHD. Yet that child was exposed to drugs mm-hmm. for six to eight months. Yeah. So what it shows me is what do we need to learn from this? We need to learn that we need a government and administration leadership that has a department for children, for families, because these are public health issues that need to be addressed. Where are the social workers? We need more of them in the thousands. We need more of the people like myself that sit in between homes and schools so that when teachers see behavior at a very early age, five, six years old, there is a go-to like myself that can actually go into these homes and make sure that the families are being given the parental education and the social work necessary to help and empower so we need more resources, we need more hubs that support. We need more funding, training, staff in this area, area of expertise to teach and educate families. If we had that, we would be able to identify and help these families effectively at such a young age. And when you look at that, what you are doing is also addressing mental health. Um, for a nation, you know? Uh, got to be is worth this, looking at and, is, and recognizing. I totally agree with you. Can, um, is, is this unique to the United States, or are you seeing this elsewhere? <clears throat> uh, 
Um, it's very parallel to the UK. Okay. The government have done a wonderful, horrific job <laughs> of stripping families of their resources. We had things like Sure Starts that help families. They're resource hubs uh, with people like myself who come from experience or child development backgrounds or psychology um, and are there to educate. Um, and in the UK, we've seen government just strip, strip, strip financial aid and funding and staffing and training. And it's really important, you know, yeah, I, I'm 33 years in, in this parental arena. You know, it's important that people like myself that have this, you know, this amount of experience and wisdom are able to be able to teach others, you know, who are inspired and are coming up and wanting to help families and to be in this, you know, career of social services and work and to be able to um, continue, you know, and to build um, these professionals as we would for those that are going into the nursing industry, you know, or anything that provides a public service for, for families in this country. But again, in the UK, they've done the same. And so you see, a, you see an increase in mental health. You see an increase in, you know, families uh, that are really struggling. And the impact of that... Um, is, is one that you just you, you can't you just can't keep ignoring and expect a nation to thrive. So I'm hoping, um, you know, at least as a first base, that families will learn from the shows mm -hmm. because the shows are there to provide that help in a different fashion, but that it might also spur you to then talk to your doctors, your pediatricians, um, you know, for getting the resource and the help. But the bigger, you know, the bigger, the, you know, the bigger picture is to have a country that identifies the importance um, of what is, what is necessary and needed in this country to support the wellness um, of families to thrive in America and not just survive. I want families to thrive, not survive. Two different mindsets. Yep. I, I think Absolutely. big pharma is a big problem here because every time I go to a doctor, all they want to do is give you more drugs. Yeah, that's all. I, no matter what I say is wrong with me, they say, "Oh, we'll put you on this." I'm like, I don't, do, I don't want any drugs. I want to find the problem. Right. What's right. the problem? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, look, that's not to again. That's not to discord families, you know, and individuals who do need medication. Sure. You know, and I think that's important. You know, you saw me help. You saw me help um, the Corey family in the beginning of this season. And Maria Corey was a military wife, um, had postnatal depression, uh, certainly was showing all the signs and symptoms. Um, she also um, has ADHD. So, you know, it was important for her, for her to have the medication um, that was giving her, um, you know, what she needed for her medical diagnosis. Um, at that moment, so that she wasn't so overwhelmed. In her mind, she wanted to come off all the pills, but you can't come off the pills if, if you don't have a mindset of recognizing that the pill is not the solution. You know, you've got to merge, I believe, the philosophy of Western and Eastern medicine together. You've got to understand that the pill is not the answer, but, you know, more recognizing that wellness is about how you look after mind, body, and the 
spirit of who you are. Because I've been in too many homes in this country where spirit has been broken. Your people are down. You know, they're hurting. They're not getting the support. They're not seen. They feel invisible. And when you feel invisible, you feel like there's no hope. Right. You know, that there's no faith. There's no hope. So we do have a major crisis um, in this country that needs to be seen and recognized. It's not right now. It hasn't for the last four years. My hope is that that changes, you know, and that we do see that. Because family wellness does not belong in any political agenda. It does not belong to a a party. Family values do not belong to one party or the other. It's where we come together. Because as a country, we should all want everybody in our neighborhood, our communities, our state, we should all want everybody to thrive. We should want everybody to feel well. We want all our kids to feel like they've got the best shot at life, you know? This is something that we should all come together collectively with and not just have this mindset of individualism. And I'm okay, and I don't care about you over there. I see you over there, but that's not humanity, right? That's not humanity. We don't want to raise our children in this space as well because that breeds a lot of the tipping points of what we're seeing in this country right now, and rightly so, you know. So 2020 has kind of put us on the naughty step in a way, you know, and it's made us have to think about our families, but also, you know, it's making us think about how we show up for others as well. Because if we don't show up for others and get that this is a we stance and not an I stance, then we're, we're going to be in this a lot longer and Mother Nature is going to show us a few lessons or two like it's already done and we're only in September, right? It is true, ladies and gentlemen. Super Nanny on Lifetime on now. Joe Frost, thank you so much. Catherine, it was Joe Frost. I know. Joe Frost thank for you. president. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Joe. Cheers, thanks. Thank Bye-bye. you. That's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.